Perak Yud Gimel Mishnah Vav. We are well familiar at this point with the basic case of Yibam, permits of Yibam applies. That is where a man dies without any children, leaving a widow, where he survived by a brother who shares the same father. In such a case, the Torah says, although normally a woman who was at any point married to a man's brother is ervet to him, it's Israkaris for them to live together. In this particular Yibam situation, it changes from being prohibited to a mitzvah, as a mitzvah for the surviving brother, to marry the widow of his deceased brother. Let's say we have one brother, we'll call Ruvain, who got married, and then got divorced, and then Ruvain died without any children. In such a case, it will be strictly forbidden for Shimon to marry Ruvain's ex-wife. The fact that Ruvain is not currently married to her, even the fact that Ruvain is no longer alive, does not change the Eshesach prohibition. This is a woman who was at one point married to this man, Shimon's brother, so she's erva to him. And there's no mitzvah yibma here, since she wasn't married to Reuven at the moment he passed away. The Mishnah discusses the following case. We have Saisha Vehechzira. So Reuven went and divorced his wife, but then remarried her, then Reuven died, and he had no children. The first opinion rules, Muteras Liavam. Reuven's widow is permitted to the surviving brother Shimon, a mitzvah for Shimon to perform yibam. For it's true that there was a period of time during which Ruvain and his wife were divorced, and at that moment, mitzvah yibam wouldn't be applicable. If Ruvain would have died at that time, his ex-wife would be permanently forbidden to Shimon, as Eishasach. But since they ultimately got remarried, by doing that, it generates a mitzvah yibam upon Ruvain's death, that event erases the Shesach status, completely clearing the way for a mitzvah yibam to proceed. However, Rebbe Eliezer Oser. Eliezer forbids Ruven's widow to Shimon. They can't marry. They can't perform yibam. Even though Rebbe Eliezer agrees that on the biblical level, everything we said for Tanakam is true, and that is that the yibam event, which did occur upon Ruven's death, erases the Shesach prohibition, or at least he permits that, if they choose to perform the mitzvah of Yibum. However, Eliezer says that the Rabbana made a decree saying that in practice, Shimon does not take the widow in this case in Yibum. And the reason for this rabbinic decree will become apparent as we continue here. The Mishnah that states, V'chein ha-megarish This is now the Tanakhama speaking again. Tanakhama says, similarly, in the case of a man who divorced his wife who was an orphan girl, Meaning, the time this man married her, she was orphaned of her father. And thus, as we learned about throughout this chapter, a girl in that situation can only rabbinically become married. So Reuven entered a rabbinic marriage with this minor girl, but at one point he divorced her, and then later remarried her, came into this rabbinic marriage, and then Reuven died without any children. And Akamah says, in this case as well, Reuven's widow is permitted to Shimon, although Reuven was still alive, his wife was rabbinically forbidden to Shimon as Shimon's rabbinic Eshesach. Upon Ruvain's death, that to generated a rabbinic mitzvah Yibam, which wipes away the Eshesach prohibition. And thus, a Yibam marriage may proceed here. But here too, Rabbi Eliezer Oser. Eliezer forbids Yibam in this case as well. Rabbi Eliezer holds of this rabbinic decree, and the reason for that decree will become clear as we continue here. With the following halach, and that is regarding Kitana Shehisiya Aviyah Vinyasgarsha. So here again we have a minor girl 
But in this case, initially her father had arranged her marriage to somebody, which works on the biblical level. And then the man who the father had married her to divorced her. Allah is that at this point, she is deemed like an orphan in her father's lifetime. Meaning that halakhically, she's considered an orphan in the sense that once her father already used this power to marry her to a man, and then she got divorced, she is out of her father's halakhic jurisdiction. It's impossible for him to marry her off again for that to be effective on the biblical level. The Mishnah says, in the event that Echazira, same man who had married her through this girl's father, remarried her, and so this second marriage is only valid on the rabbinic level. It's the equivalent of a girl who is literally an orphan and her mother, her brother, marries her off. That's the classic scenario where the whole institution of marriage in that case is rabbinic. The Mishnah states that if, for example, the man who ended up marrying her twice, the first time biblically and second time rabbinically, died without any children, with all opinions, both Rabbi Ezra and the Tanakhama, Allah in this case is that she will be forbidden to Shimon, Ruvain's surviving brother. That is because, and once again, the first time Ruvain married this girl, they were married biblically. That means she became Shimon's biblical Eshesach. That marriage ended. She got remarried to Ruvain, but this time was only valid on the rabbinic level. But from the Torah's point of view, she remains a biblically forbidden Eshazach to Shimon. The fact that Ruvain rabbinically married her and then died without any children does not create a situation which could remove a biblical prohibition of Eshazach. Certainly not, because again, that second marriage to Ruvain was only valid on the rabbinic level. So everybody agrees that in this case, Shimon may not take Ruven's widow in Yibum, that would be a serious Torah transgression. Now, in the Mishnah's first two cases, you don't actually have this problem, because in case one, Ruven's first marriage to her was biblical, and so was the second marriage to her. So that second marriage did have the power to uproot the Eshazach issue and now turn it into a mitzvah Yibum. And likewise, in the Mishnah's second case, Ruven's first marriage to her was rabbinic, and so was the second marriage. So in that case... The second marriage, ended with Ruvain's death, has the power to change that rabbinic prohibition of Eshazach to now it's a mitzvah ibum. Hence the Tanakama in the previous two cases rules there's no issue. The widow can go ahead with ibum with Shimon. However, Eliezer is of the opinion that no, the Rabbanon decreed that in practice, in the Mishra's previous two cases as well, the widow cannot go ahead with the ibum with Shimon. For we're concerned that if we would permit Yibam in that case, maybe people would think, make a serious error, and allow Yibam even in the Mishnah's third case. Where once again, that would be a serious biblical transgression.